0: If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Hopeful Hints, hosted by Dr. Tara, guides and supports those on the often challenging and isolating journey of women's health concerns and infertility. There's a particularly powerful episode that you should check out called All Things Endometriosis, which dives deep into understanding the condition to help the many women who suffer from endometriosis and have no idea they have it. And healthcare providers who are uneducated about it, making the diagnosis process so difficult. Check out Hopeful Hints on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.
1: Hey there, leading ladies. Welcome to the Woman Physicians Lead podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa Herbert, a two time best selling author, speaker, family physician, and executive leadership coach with over 20 years' experience of providing primary care and serving as a healthcare leader. If you are a woman physician ready to make a change in your career and have a seat at the leadership table, then you are in the right place. I'm excited to provide you with the crucial skills you need to be a successful leader and strategies to deal with workplace challenges. So put on your headphones and listen as we explore the new world of building women physician leaders. Hello, hello. And welcome back to the Rise Up and Lead Telesummit. I'm so excited today to bring you another exciting, great guest that we have. And we are going to be talking again today about how do you thrive as a women physician in leadership? So I have the amazing Dr. Paula Walker with us today, and I am just going to read a little bit about her, read her bio to you, introduce her, and then we're going to get into some fabulous questions that I think that you guys are want to tune in and listen to today. So, Dr. Paula is a board-certified physician, global health advocate, author, speaker, and certified health and wellness coach. Dr. Paula completed her Bachelor of Science degree at Howard University and her Master of Public Health degree at Emory University. She earned her Doctor of Medicine degree at Wayne State University School of Medicine and completed her postdoc residency in emergency medicine at St. John Hospital and Medical Center. For the last several years, Dr. Paula has worked extensively in the domain of public health, partnering with communities to develop initiatives and to advocate for programming that centers on health and wellness and physical activity as a path to stronger population health. Dr. Paula is passionate about health promotion and using evidence-based methods to prevent disease and to stay healthy naturally. Consequently, she has presented extensively on prevention science and health and wellness. Dr. Paula is a medical contributor on WTVM and ABC television affiliate in Columbus, Georgia, where she writes and hosts a weekly TV health segment. Dr. Paula is a proud member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated and the American College of Healthcare Executives. She is also chair of the board of directors for Trim Global Charities, Inc., a global humanitarian organization founded by visionary leader and best selling author Dr. Cindy Trim. In her best selling book, Lead Well Seven Dimensions of Wellness for Women in Leadership, Dr. Paula shares strategies for maximizing wellness for professionals in leadership. The book is available at www.leadwellbook.com, as well as Amazon and other retailers. And we are going to introduce Dr. Paula today and welcome her to the Rise Up and Lead Telesummit. Welcome, Dr. Paula.
2: Thank you, Dr. Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure to be here with you today.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm really excited to talk with you today because I think it's important for us to learn from other women physicians, you know, sort of what our journey was, how we ended up where we are today, some of the lessons that we learned. And also I wanted you to just share with us a little bit about the whole concept of work-life integration. So just to get started, can you just tell us a little bit about your journey as a physician leader in academia, and now how you have sort of transitioned or incorporated actually some coaching services as well for women professionals.
2: Sure. you know When I think about academia as just an aspect of my career evolution, it really has been a gift. And it was a serendipity at the time. I, As you mentioned in my bio, I started out as an emergency medicine physician working in the ER. But what ended up happening, I worked so many hours per week. I was working at one point in time, I was working 60 hours, sometimes 70 hours a week in the emergency department and I wasn't really engaging in any self-care. Consequently, I burned out. And it was during that season that I burned out. I was thinking, wow, there has to be something more. This is not the way I intended on practicing medicine. This is not the way I envisioned my career. During that time, I was looking for ways to customize because I was working so much. I literally wasn't spending time with family as I desired. I wasn't able to do any of the other recreational pursuits and things that really helped nourish and support me as a woman. And I was looking for a way to customize. And so long story short, the news of a professorship came across my desk and I had never really entertained academic medicine at all. But at the time once I started piecing together my beta and getting my application materials together, I realized that I had quite a bit of teaching experience in my background. I had been one of the chief, you know, residents in charge of teaching advanced trauma life support. Uh, you know, advanced cardiac life support. I taught all of the the resuscitation courses at my hospital uh, while I was in training. And I did quite a bit of teaching over at Wayne State University School of Medicine uh, during my residency years as well. And so I had that as a springboard. And so I was already teaching, didn't even realize that I had that teaching background to lean on until it was time to really piece together my Vita and put all those related experiences together. Long story short, I secured the professorship and I've been working in academic medicine ever since. And it has been quite fulfilling, quite rewarding to be on both sides of the coin and to really, you know, have clinical medicine there as a part of my career, but also be able to teach and shape the The minds of the next generation of healthcare providers, the next generation of 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 those that will be change agents in medicine, and you know, so the lesson of that story was that sometimes we don't know what our journey will fully entail, but just being open hearted and open minded, and considering what I needed at that particular particular season of my life, because I was burned out, it, it really allow me to embrace a, a, a different path uh, in academia and be able to rise up through the ranks of leadership that way in, in that in that vein in order to you know really experience the fullness of life that I was seeking.
1: Wow, that's a wonderful story Dr. Paula and I think that it's something that, um, a lot of women physicians need to hear. I think that we don't realize a lot of times our worth. We don't realize a lot of times the skills that we've already developed over time Mm -hmm. that we really can use, you know, to switch careers if we want to, or to transition into leadership if we want to. Um, That a lot of times we already have what it takes, you know, to kind of make that leap. So thank you for sharing that.
2: Yeah, and you know what? Let me just add that, Doctor Lisa, that because you're 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 right on the money, the spot on. That more and more I've encountered other women physicians, and and what I that are looking to customize their lives in one way or another. And you are so spot on when you just said that. Hey, we our skills are portable. You know, there's we have a, a multiplicity of talent. We have a multiplicity of gifts. And our, those gifts, gifts and skills are portable and they will transcend medicine and healthcare and can be, you know, we can leverage them in other uh, fields and other uh, capacities. And so I think that's a huge message for women physician leaders to really grasp and understand. Yes.
1: yes, yes, absolutely. And what would you say was the most difficult part about your journey?
2: Without a doubt, the most difficult part of my journey was the burnout. Um, Mm -hmm. I was its just, I had never encountered uh, just such a place of, it just, I felt empty. I felt like I was just robotic, going through the motions. I was showing up every day. I was clocking in. I was doing the work, but I felt a void. I felt unsatisfied. I felt unfulfilled. And ultimately, I wasn't happy. And so that burnout uh, was just the worst place. It, it, I wasn't doing any self-care. I mean, it, was, it was all work and no play. I mean, roses were, you know, I was passing roses every day, not stopping to smell, not even once. Mm. And so it was, it was just a, a really, really difficult season of my life because I felt stuck. I felt like this was all I could do. I felt like, the, the path in medicine that I was on, that was all that I could do. And, it, and even though I wasn't happy in what my life looked like at that time, I ultimately felt like I was stuck in a rut and there was no way out. And so it, it wasn't until I started to engage in the self-care and I got myself a coach. And, you know, and, and that's why I'm so passionate about coaching now, because literally coaching with uh, another physician leader helped me understand that I had options and, and and it showed me possibilities. And so I have a mentor who always talks about possibility blindness, and I really suffered from possibility blindness at that time. And so once I got into a coaching program and I understood that there were a myriad of possibilities available for me to reinvent and reimagine my life and career, I got my power back. And as a result, I got my happy back.
1: I love that, Dr. Paula. And I think that your story definitely resonates with me. And I'm sure it resonates with a lot of other women physicians as well. You know, definitely understand your story as I share the story as well of, you know, going through the burnout and then finding a coach. And and like you said, just reimagining, you know, what life could look like. So that's very powerful. So thank you for sharing that. I wanted to just talk a little bit more about that because, you know, statistics are showing that 40% of women physicians within the the first six years out of residency are leaving medicine and they're leaving medicine to either go part-time, you know, or they're leaving medicine altogether. And like I had mentioned before, in my previous interview with the previous uh, doctor that the the reasons you know obviously are varied. It could be due to things that are just going on within the work environment itself, but there is a big part of that which is women having to really work and and manage home right so that work life integration becomes a real real big issue for a lot of women physicians and a lot of the, the reason why they, they exit or have to you know, cut down or feel like they have to cut down to part-time. So I wonder if you could just share with us some ways in which we as women can begin to thrive again in medicine, balancing um, work and family.
2: That's a great question. One of the first things that I would say is, number one, prioritize self-care. It absolutely is non-negotiable. And so when it comes to thriving in medicine or in any field or discipline, we as women, we have to prioritize self-care and realize that self-care is not selfish care. And I think that's a huge hurdle for women to get over because we're so used to tending and befriending and helping other people and and making deposits elsewhere, that when it comes time to self-care and self-replenishing, we fall short of that objective. We fall short of that mark. And so we've got to be able to fill our cups up, fill them all the way up to overflow. Let Let the overflow that which would fall into the saucer, if this were a teacup, let that be, let the, let the people that we support and the people that we nourish and the people that we cheer on and the people that we heal and the people that we um, nurture, let them partake of the overflow. And so it's the gift that we give ourselves and it's the gift that we give others when we engage in robust self-care and make it non-negotiable. That's the first thing. The second thing I would say is to foster a strong, vibrant network or sister circle. We as women, we do not have to do it alone. I don't know where some, you know sometimes we get this uh, social programming that to ask for help is a sign of weakness and, and, and nothing and it's a myth, it's a misconception. Nothing could be farther from the truth. It is a sign of strength to ask for help. And so one of the things that I would advocate for women staying, you know, vibrantly healthy and and, and being positioned and poised to balance work and life, uh, work and family and life matters, is to make sure that they number one ask, they ask for help and then have a have a robust circle of support and other women that you know maybe can you know, share some life hacks or, or you know other women that you can learn from. We don't have to try to figure everything out on our own. We are you know we can help each other in this journey. And so getting a strong social circle and prioritizing self-care, those will be the two main ways. I believe women, uh, we could avoid, women can thrive in medicine and avoid the attrition that you mentioned uh, with that statistic.
1: Great. That's great. That is definitely something that I think that all of us need to really, really start putting into action, right? Not just talking about it, but actually doing it. So, what are three tips that you can share with us about in general just how to to thrive as a physician leader if you were to give you know three tips what would what would those three tips be
2: okay um one I would say keep your options open so I'm all about customization and customizing your career path for what you need what what nourishes and supports you in your life purpose and in this particular season of your life that you find yourself in. And so keep your options open and be open to other possibilities for how you can expand your role in medicine, how you can evolve your role in medicine. That's number one. Number two, I would say uh, can keep your skill set crisp and sharp. And so that may mean um, just pursuing. Different learning opportunities. I suggest to physician leaders every now and then Google physician leadership. And when you Google the keywords physician leadership, you'll see all types of information come up. Some of it may pertain to conferences where you can up level your skill set. There may be other uh, opportunities for certain certifications that are specific to physician leaders. So always. You know, look for opportunities and surveil the landscape for ex- exercises that will allow you to grow your skill set and advance your standing as a physician leader. And then, thirdly, I would say, study trends and megatrends in medicine and healthcare. Always be one step ahead and establish yourself as a thought leader. And part of establishing yourself as a thought leader, you got you have to keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening in medicine and what's happening in healthcare. You cannot just work in a silo and, and and purely, you know, doing you know, staying in your your vein of a flow of activities. But study the trends and the mega trends, and keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening and where medicine and healthcare are going, and emerge and establish yourself as a thought leader.
1: Those are some wonderful pearls. Thank you so much, Dr. Paula. I think that, you know, those are going to resonate so much with our listeners. So I really appreciate the tips that you shared. I appreciate you sharing your journey. I appreciate you sharing all of the wisdom, you know, that you have uh, shared with us today. So how do we find out more about you, Dr. Paula? Can you give us that uh, information about where, where we can find more about
2: you? Sure. Uh, Yes. My website is DrPaulaMD.com. That's D-R-P-A-U-L-A-M-D.com. And you can connect with me on all social media platforms using the username DrPaulaMD, D-R-P-A-U-L-A-M-D.
1: I like that. Very easy. Very easy to find and get to. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thanks for sharing that information. And, you know, our listeners are going to be able to actually get even more nuggets from you if they come and register for our Rise Up and Lead Conference, which is going to be held February 2nd through the 3rd. It is in celebration of National Women Physicians Day, which is uh, February 3rd, 2021. And this conference is going to be packed with information for women physicians who are looking to transition into leadership or they're early on in their leadership career and just looking just to learn some more pearls from our awesome, awesome experts. So if you are interested in our conference, if you're interested in learning more about leadership and hearing more from Dr. Paula, then go to JustTheRightBalance.com. Forward slash rise and lead. That's A and D, Rise and Lead. Just the RightBalance.com forward slash rise and lead. And you can get your early bird tickets now. The early bird ticket sales are only going to be good for another 10 days. So if you go there now, you're going to be able to get a reduced price as well as have access to the VIP day, which happens on February 2nd. Also, if you are not part of our private Facebook group, then please join us there. As Dr. Paula mentioned, having a support group is so, so important. So you can go to leadingladiesincharge.com and find us on Facebook. Our Facebook group is called Building Women Physician Leaders. And we hope to continue the discussion and answer any questions that you may have with other amazing doctors that we have um, during the rest of this tele-summit. So thank you again, Dr. Paula, and we look forward to seeing you at the conference.
2: Thank you. And I do have something free, a free gift for those that will register for your conference. Yes. Please I wanted, share
1: with us. Yes.
2: yes. Yes. I wanted to share that. And so if they will go to www.drpaulasgift.com, they will have access to that. And that is D-R-P-A-U-L-A-S-G-I-F-T.com.
1: Thank you, Dr. Paula. So, for all of you who have registered for this telesummit, if you're listening, go grab Dr. Paula's free gift. And I'm sure she has some more amazing, amazing pearls to share with you. So, thank you
2: again, Dr. Paula. Thank you so much. You're and we look
1: forward to seeing you.
2: Love it. I look forward to seeing you as well. Thank you for having me.
1: Take care. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening today and for allowing me to be a part of your career journey. To continue receiving leadership support, I invite you to join our private Facebook group, Building Women Physician Leaders, at www.leadingladiesincharge.com. Until next time, take
0: care. If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our author shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Hopeful Hints hosted by Dr. Tara, guides and supports those on the often challenging and isolating journey of women's health concerns and infertility. There's a particularly powerful episode that you should check out called All Things Endometriosis, which dives deep into understanding the condition to help the many women who suffer from endometriosis and have no idea they have it, and healthcare providers who are uneducated about it, making the diagnosis process so difficult. Check out Hopeful Hints on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.